Welcome to Grace Community Church On Demand, the weekly podcast from the Sunday services at Grace Community Church in Rupert, Idaho. Here at Grace, we believe in building the kingdom of God one person at a time. We're passionate about loving God, loving people, and following Jesus. Let's get into this week's message with Pastor Travis Turner. And so we've been in this series called being the change that your world needs. And and this morning, what we're really going to talk about is we're going to talk about the idea that God just didn't save you for you. Now, he, he saved you for you. You know, he says this. He says, he says that I wish that none would perish, but all would have eternal life, right? And so every single person is, is very, very valuable. And so I don't want to take away from your experience, but I want you to really know this and really just let this sink in that he didn't save me just for me. He didn't save me just for me. He saved me certainly for me, but he saved me also for other people. And, and, and I think it's very important that we all get that. Every single person gets that. Because unfortunately, there are some, most, most have, but there are some that you have never allowed yourself, um, potentially never allowed yourself to be used by God to reach somebody that was lost. And I want you to know this, that God's intention was certainly to save you for you, but it was also to save you so that he could use you to save other people. Amen. Everybody got a good understanding of that just real quick. And so, so, so a lot of times people struggle with, well, well, you know, there's nothing really special or significant about me. I'm just a, and anytime you just say the word just, it, 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 it robs from who it is that you are. I am just a stay at home mom. I am just, you know what? Yeah, God wants to use me, but I'm just, I'm just the garbage man. Like I just, I pick up trash for a living, right? I am just, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you utilize, you know what I mean? That, that robs from the value that, that you have, that God has placed in your life. Anytime you say just, you, you, you know, you're already going down the wrong, the wrong road. You know what? Yeah, I know God wants to use me, but I've been in, uh, you know, I've spent time in jail or I've spent time in. In, in prison. And I'm just saying, listen, all of that doesn't matter. You are valuable. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't, your identity doesn't, doesn't rest in your career or lack of a career. Um, come on, you are a child of the most high God and God certainly has some spheres of influence that he wants to utilize your life to reach other people. So today, the title of my message is this, invite them with confidence, invite them with confidence. Today is going to be about the most basic evangelism series or message that you've ever heard. How many of you are excited about that? Come on. I'm telling you sometimes, sometimes it's the simple messages that make the most impact. It's the simple messages that are just simple reminders of what it is that we're created for and why, you know, why we're created and what we're supposed to do. Come on, sometimes it's the nudge of, yeah, you really haven't been doing that like you once used to do that. And so today, 
The title is Invite Them with Confidence. It's, a, it's an evangelism 101 message. So turn your Bible, please, to the book of John, chapter 1. John, chapter 1. We're going to start with verse 35. John, chapter 1, verse 35. You're already there. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> that's cool. I'm reading out of the New International Version this morning. It says this, the next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, Jesus replied, and you will see. So they went and they saw where he was staying and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two that heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing that Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which means or is translated Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the, the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one that Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from, come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Basically what he was saying here, he was saying, listen, I was watching you before you knew that I was watching you. He was like, I was on you, you know, you were on my mind before you knew um, anything about me. I was thinking about you before anybody else was thinking about you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said, you believe just because I told you that I saw you under a fig tree, you will see greater things than that. He then added very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open up and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. Literally, that means that you're going to see the in between. You're going to see heaven open up and you're going to see the happenings that take place place between heaven and earth. And can I just tell you this, that, uh, that, that, that we don't often see all of the things that are happening around us, but I believe that there's a lot more spiritual things that are taking place all the time around us than what we are even aware of, what we can even sense. Every once in a while, Come on, we're, we're, we're given kind of a peek into the spiritual happenings that are happening 
all around us. But, uh, but, but I think this is so cool. Literally, he said, you're going to see what's happening between heaven and earth, the angels ascending and descending. And, and, um, and, and I want to just pause right there. And I just want to say this. I want you to notice the incredible confidence that, that, that took place in these men's lives. I mean, literally, Jesus would say, come and follow me. Now, they had to sense, uh, you know, and have some understanding of just how important and how powerful this was. You know, they've heard all of the prophecies about the Messiah, and they had to identify. But immediately, somebody say immediately, Come on, they boldly went to people that they cared about and they said, hey, listen, we have found the one you need to come and you need to, you need to, you know, you need to come and see for your own eyes. There was a boldness, somebody say boldness, to bring another person. Second Corinthians chapter four and verse three, second Corinthians chapter four and verse three, go ahead and turn there if you would. This is the King James version. It says this, but if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them, which believe not. They don't believe lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God shine upon them or shine unto them. And so I'm just telling you this this morning, that this shows us that the light of God desires to shine uh, but there are many people, the lost, those that are, are in, they're, they're, not, they're not in covenant relationship with Jesus, they're lost. The Bible says that those people are blinded by this world. But I'm telling you this, that those people that are blind and lost and don't know Jesus, they don't have to stay that way. Do you know why they don't have to stay that way? Because of John 3.16. For God so loved the world that whosoever, whosoever, that means anybody, that means everybody, whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Whoever, that means anybody, that means everybody. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if you've been divorced. It doesn't matter what you, what you struggle with. It doesn't matter what you're... What's your, you know, what's your, you, that secret sin is that you, that you wish was gone, but, but it still keeps creeping its ugly head. It, it doesn't matter if you spent time in jail. It, it doesn't matter if, if, if you, if you had an abortion. It, it doesn't matter if you, if you, you know, have a problem telling the truth. It doesn't matter if you've, if you've been in an accident, you've killed somebody. Whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And so I'm telling you this, that John 3.16 is, is, is one of the most, probably the most quoted verse in the Bible because it's the most important verse in the Bible. Whoever would believe on him would not perish, but have everlasting life. It doesn't matter your shortcomings. It doesn't matter if you've got regrets on how you raise your children. It, 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 it doesn't matter if you feel like you're, like you're damaged goods. Like, like, like 
It just doesn't matter. I'm telling you that what matters is the love of Jesus Christ. And Jesus loves you so much. And so those people that are lost, they're blinded by the darkness of this world, right? The light of Christ wants to shine in those areas. And I'm telling you this. That if you will be a carrier of that light, come on, people's lives will be changed. I'm telling you, there, there, there are people that I literally had conversations with God. One of them being, one of them being my stepdad. I, I was having this conversation. God, I just do not see, I do not see Mike Turner ever bowing a knee to you. And it was just a few years later. The next thing you know, I'm getting a phone call from my stepdad and he said, he said, Travis, I've given my heart to Jesus and I've gotten baptized. I've baptized, you know, I've gotten baptized and, and he spent the last several years of his life just walking with God and, and really sold out to the kingdom of God. Acts chapter two and verse 17 says this Acts two and verse 17. I'll let you get there. This is the NIV. It says this in the last days. God says, I will pour out my spirit on a few people. God says, I will pour out my spirit on just the select people, only the ones that I really like. You know, God says, I will pour out my spirit on just the perfect people. No, it doesn't say that. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people, all people. I'm telling you this, if you don't know it, and listen, we've been in the last days ever since I was knee high. You know, Jesus was coming back. It was almost used as a, as a fear tactic. But I'm telling you what, we're in the last days. I, I, mean, I mean, there's some crazy things that are happening. And Jesus is coming back, you know what I mean, for his church. He's coming back for you and for me. And so we need to really be about, we need to be about his business. Amen. The only reason he hasn't come back yet is because there's more people that he wants to be saved. Amen. Which is another reason why we're sharing this message here today. All right. And so he's going to pour out his spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men, they'll, they'll dream dreams. Every, every one, even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. What a great promise that is. Go ahead and turn your Bible real quickly to Acts chapter 2 and verse 21. Acts chapter 2 and verse 21. This is the NIV. Somebody said that's the nearly inspired version. <laughs> nearly inspired. All right. The NIV says this. It says, and everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. What does that mean? That means that there's nobody that is too far gone. See, you may wrestle with this yourself that you're too far gone because, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe you've known better, but you've made a stupid mistake. Well, listen, every single person that has made a stupid mistake knows better if they, if, if they've got Christ in them, they, they, you don't accidentally, you don't accidentally sin. And so you made a dumb decision. You made a dumb mistake. And so, so sometimes people can be like, you know what? I knew better, but I did it anyways. And therefore the grace of God is, is not for me. That goes into a whole, a whole different area, but I'm just telling you this. 
And everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. Thank God for the work of the cross of Christ. Amen. And so you also, you know, might be here, you know, and you, and you, you know, you've never heard such good news. Like you might be here and you're just like, wow, this really hasn't made sense to me. I thought those Christian people were, were just kind of like any other cult, you know? Um, and I'm just telling you this, that the Lord has life for you in Jesus Christ. And so let the work of the Holy Spirit just continue to minister to you. I've spent much of my life lost and undone, broken. You know, I've got a ton of regrets in, in, in my own personal life that I wish I'd have done this, but I really, had, you know, I did that, whatever that was. You've got the same, the same things going on in your life. Come on, you've been a messed up individual. And maybe this morning you come into this place and you're like, I'm that way right now. I don't have to go back, you know, a day or a year. Come on, I am a messed up person, you know, right now. I want you to know this, that I personally, I mean, I was evil. You know, we were, we, we, we had, but I'm just telling you, I wasn't lost just because I was like a, like a snake. I wasn't lost because I was some kind of a devil worshiper. I was lost and broken simply because I was blind to what it is that the Lord, that the Lord had for me. And I'm telling you what, the people that are lost right now using the scripture, they're lost because they're blind by the darkness of this world, right? But guess what? They don't have to, they don't have to stay that way. They don't have to remain that way, right? I don't know very many people that are just evil and they're just like, you know what I mean? They, they just got, they're filled with all kinds of demons and, and devils. But I know a lot of people, come on, that I've met in life that they, they, whenever they come to Christ, they say things like this. Well, I just didn't know any better. I just didn't. It's, it's crazy. I was talking just this last week, somebody that repented of their sins again. So it wasn't the first time that they had repented of their sins. And you know how this person explained how they felt after the repentance, after the rededication of their life? They said this, they were like, like, listen, I, I was looking through life with a negative filter. And then all of the sudden I opened my eyes after the prayer and it's like, God gave me a new filter. I, I saw things completely differently than, than the way that I had been living for a long period of time. So people are blind because they do not know what's available to them. I want you just to think, matter of fact, if you don't have glasses on or if you got glasses, you can do the same thing. But go ahead just with both of your hands and just, just cover, your, cover your eyes just for, just for a minute. To, to, as, 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 as hard as you possibly can. You know, block out all the, all the light. You know, if you're, if you're blind and somebody comes to you and they say, hey, listen, man, you just need to go to church. You just need to go to church. They're blind to the idea of what it is that, well, what's that going to do? I'm going to go sing some songs and, and listen to some, you know what I mean? They have no idea what it is that can happen in a church service. They can't see what the church can do for them. You know what? And, and you, say you've got a kid that's making poor decisions and you're like, listen, you just need to better, you know, you need to make better decisions. You need to get your life together. And they're like, yeah, you know, I know I'm making a bunch of poor decisions, 
But how in the world do I get my life together? They don't, they don't see how they can do that. You know, somebody that's dealing with addiction. You need to just stop that addiction. Somebody that, you know, somebody that's never been addicted to, you know, to, to alcohol or to drug use or, or pornography. They have a hard time understanding what's the big deal. Listen, it's, it's bringing about bad things in your life. Why don't you just stop it? But the person is like, man, I would love to stop it. I know the destruction that it's bringing to my life, but how? They're blind to how it is that you do that. You know what? You're, you're not being a very good father or a very good mother. Listen, I want to be a better father or mother, but I'm, I'm really find myself parenting the way that I was parent or that, that I was brought up. And I know it's not good, but I don't, I don't know how else to, you can go ahead and take the, the blindfold off. All I'm saying is, is that there comes a time whenever somebody comes along and, and, and helps that person remove the blindfold from their eyes. They begin to share the love of Jesus and they can do it in one of a thousand different ways. And then all of the sudden, just like this, this young man that I was talking to this last week, all of the sudden he said, man, it just looks like, you know, it just seems like I'm looking at life completely different in and through God's filter. Come on, I was, I was living in this negative way and now all I do is I just see the opportunities that are present to love people and to love the Lord. Amen? They're blind. They need the help, come on, to remove the blindfold. You know, you, you talk to somebody and, and you know that they're just beating themselves up because of, because of a decision that they made in their past. I've talked to a few different people that have had abortions in their in their past and they struggle with it. Let me just tell you that, that decision, young ladies, I want to talk to you just for a second. That decision you think is just going to be an easy decision. And, and you're just like, you know what, I'm going to make that decision and I'm, I can just kind of forget about it and, and act like it didn't happen. There are people that are, that are older in life in their forties and fifties that are still carrying the struggles of making that decision of aborting a child. And I'm just saying, listen, I completely understand. You know, I understand, I can understand the fear. I can understand the emotion. I can understand the, a lot of it is, is fear, the uncertainty. But I'm just telling you, that's a big decision that just doesn't go away once the decision is made. But I'm also telling you this, that there is forgiveness for, for the worst of things that a person can do. And I'm so grateful for that. Like, I'm, I'm grateful that God doesn't have just this, you know what, my forgiveness is good up to this point, but anything above this line here, you, you know what I'm saying? You're just, you're just really messed up. I'm telling you what, the grace of God, the love of God, the forgiveness of God is available to you. But one of the things that people struggle with the most isn't necessarily receiving the forgiveness of God, it's forgiving themselves. And so when you tell somebody, you're just like, listen, they're broken. And listen, God's forgiven you. You've given it to the Lord, right? Yes, I have a thousand times over. And you were sincere about it, right? Yes, I was absolutely sincere about it. A thousand times over. 
Well, you need to forgive yourself. Man, I would love to forgive myself, but how do I? Is that even possible? Yes, it is possible. Come on, many people live, come on, blinded by the, by the world, and they need help from somebody else to lift the blindfold off of their eyes. I want you to know this this morning, that Jesus still heals. He's a healer. Come on, Jesus still restores. He's a restorer. Jesus loves. Come on, Jesus gives peace. You know, some of you haven't, some of you haven't experienced the peace of God in a long time. And you know what the peace of God is like. And so it makes, it makes the, the times of, of ang, you know, anxiety, um, you know, the times of uncertainty even a lot greater because you know what the peace of God is like. You know, one of the most overlooked um, benefits of being and, and walking with God is, is peace. And I just want you to know that he is the Prince of Peace and he wants to, he wants to give you peace. How many of you know that our world needs peace today? Our world needs peace come on today. And that peace, it's not going to be, it's not going to come from some bill. It's not going to be, you know, coming from when this leader and that leader gets together and they have some sort of like the peace that is available to you. It comes from Jesus. Amen. And I'm just telling you that it's a peace that doesn't make sense. So there's four ways. This is simple, right? We're rolling right along. There's four ways to change your world, four ways to change your world. Before I dive into these, I want you to, I'm going to share my story, a little bit of my story, because you're going to be able to connect with it. So I gave my heart to the Lord, or I had a powerful experience with God when I was eight years old at an altar much like this here. And I'd love to tell you that from that point forward, I just served the Lord and I didn't. I served me. I served, I was very good at being selfish. I was a, I was a self-servant. Um, if it was good for me, it should be good for everybody because I was the only person that, that, that mattered. Along that road of me serving myself, like I knew that there was going to be a time where I surrendered to the Lord. It was just going to be way, way, way down the future, you know, in the future, down the road. Along that time, it's amazing. Probably hundreds of people in my life, I would have these cross connections with where they would point me to they would point me to the Lord. They would say, listen, you know, invite me to a Bible study or they would or they would uh, send me a scripture that absolutely didn't make sense whatsoever. But this is the way I look at it is, is that all of these different people along that route, they were building a bridge. They were using their life. They were sharing with me what Jesus had done in their life. They were sending me a scripture. They were inviting me to church. They were inviting me to a Bible study. They were saying things like, man, I'm praying for you. You know what I'm saying? So all these things, even though they weren't powerfully connecting at that time, it was almost like God was using all those people to build a bridge. And then there was a time when I was about 24, almost 25 years old, and I surrendered my life to Jesus because Jesus walked across that bridge. And it was in a jail cell. 
And so all of these touches that I had along the way, come on, were, were a part of, of, of me surrendering my life to Jesus. And so I want you to know that every single time that you reach, every single time that you do, every single time that you pray for somebody, every single time that you send a scripture to somebody, every single time that you invite, every single time, I believe this, that God is able to use that and the end result is, is that person surrendering their life to Jesus, repenting of their sins and walking with Jesus for the remainder of their life. So four ways that you can change your world. Number one, point people to Jesus. Pull out your finger. Now point. Somebody say, I'm a pointer. I'm a pointer. And so somebody in life, you know, you're just, you're, you're at school, Jed, and, and, and somebody said, man, I need help. You point people to Jesus, right? Somebody says, I'm lonely. Come on, I know somebody that's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Let me tell you about the loneliness that I've had in my life. And somebody says, listen, what's the purpose in life? You point, right? It's all about Jesus. Come on, we can't save anyone, but Jesus can save everyone, right? I can't save anyone. I can't convince somebody I'm not that good of a salesperson, but I can share the love of God in a thousand different ways and Jesus can, can save them. And I'm just telling you this, that whatever it is that you're going through, Jesus can handle it. Somebody say amen. Number two. So number one, I'm a pointer. Number two, I'm a bringer. Bring people to Jesus. Bring people to Jesus. Somebody say I'm a bringer. Being a bringer is all about looking for opportunity to share life with people. Share life with people. Bring them to church. Bring them over to your house to, 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 to have a meal with them. And when you bring them, you know, don't, don't put these canned presentations together on how to, how to walk somebody through. I mean, I guess that, that works. It works well. But I would much rather just look for open door opportunities. Come on, for the Lord to, you know, to, to give a crack in the door just to share about his glory. To share about his power. To share about his love. Come on. There's a few people, I work out at, at, um, at the gym over in South Burley, and what's crazy is, is I am, I am sharing life with a few people right now. They don't even have a clue that I'm a pastor, but guess what? They will, they will soon. They will soon because, because I'm bridging, I'm reaching, I'm, 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 I'm entering into conversations with people with the intention of building a relationship so that whenever there's a relationship formed and somebody says, hey, listen, I'm going through, you know, this tough thing. Now I can take this, this conversation a little bit deeper. You know why? So that I can point them to Jesus and bring them to church. So I can point them to Jesus and bring them, bring them to church, Right. And so, so I'm super intentional with that. And guess what? When you bring them to church, I can promise you this nine times out of 10, 90% of the, of the time, it doesn't matter who's speaking here on a Sunday or a Wednesday, 
90% of the time, people are going to be given an opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and their personal Savior. So maybe you're here and you're just like, wow, I'm just not there yet. I don't, you know, I don't know that I can, that I can do that. I, that's, a, that's a big step, big responsibility to share and to lead somebody through the sinner's prayer. Well, guess what? Just invite them to be your guest this morning or any other morning. And, 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 and that opportunity is going to present itself. If you had the opportunity to see one person <clears throat> in concert, who would that be? One person in concert, like, like one of the big stars today. Who? Toby Mack. You bet. Awesome. Who else? Who? David Crowder. All right. Elvis. That'd be cool. That'd be a miracle. Be really, I like how you think out the box. That's good. That's good. Nothing confines you. That's good. <laughs> Anybody else? Who? Danny Gokey and Stevie Nicks, right? Somebody said Stevie Nicks. Okay. Who else? Anybody like Garth Brooks? Garth Brooks, great entertainer. So, so whoever that is, whoever that is for you, right? Whoever that is for you, imagine this, that you had, you had three tickets to give away. You had one for yourself and three additional tickets to give away so that you could go and see that group in concert, whoever it is, Garth Brooks, Stevie Nicks, Toby Mack, you know, Danny Goki. How easy would it be for you to go to somebody and just simply say, hey, listen, I've got a night plan for us four. We're going to have a bang up time. I'm going to take you out to dinner. It's on me. Right. Oh, and by the way, we're going to finish the night off going to Garth Brooks concert. They go crazy. Come on. Right. How easy would that be? How easy would it be? It would be super simple. Because you're going to be excited about it. You know they're going to be excited about it. And all I'm saying is, is that you have the absolute finest ticket that you can give away to anybody. His name is Jesus. Come on. And, and this is the thing is, is that if you invite that person or those people to church, I can promise you this. They, you don't have to be ashamed of the worship that we have here at Grace Church. How many of you appreciated that second song? Oh my goodness. How many of you appreciated the first song? Right? So I'm just telling you, man, our worship team, they begin to worship and, 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 and it just spills over. Like, like if you, if you're still one of these, something's wrong with you. You, you know what I'm saying? We're going to pray for you. I don't know how you could come in here and just be like, hmm, I can't wait till this song gets over. <laughs> we got incredible worship, right? The word of the Lord is going to go out. We've been reading a lot of scripture lately. How many of you know that the word goes out and it doesn't return void, Right? There, there are people that are changed, their lives are being changed every single week that, that, that we gather up. And so you've got the best ticket. It's the ticket of eternal life. One person receiving Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior. Amen.
Come on, it's the best thing that you can offer to anybody that you care about. Matter of fact, it's the best thing that you can offer to your enemy. Because it's possible you invite your enemy, their lives change. They may not be your enemy any longer, right? 47% of people will ever go to a church. I believe that that number would be a, a, a lot higher if there were more invitations, more proper invitations. Number three is this. Be a witness for Jesus. Somebody say, I am a witness. A witness is somebody that simply just tells the truth of something that they've seen. And so you don't have to get, you know, you don't, you don't have to stretch very far. All you have to do in being a witness for the Lord is just simply tell people what you have seen with your own eyes. What has Jesus done for me? Joe, what is it? Could you tell Jesus or people what Jesus has done for you? You wouldn't have to even go searching. You wouldn't even have to think about it very much. And there's a thousand things that he's done, but maybe at the moment, there's one thing that's going to connect with that person. Come on, because they're going through the same thing. You know? That, he, some of the old songs, like, like, like Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. This is all this is, is one person. Come on, sharing what it is that they have witnessed. Let me tell you in song form what it is that God has done for me. And how many people have been reached and encouraged and strengthened because of that, because of that song, right? Walking with God, you walk with the eternal teacher that teaches us every single thing that is true. Like as you walk with the Lord and you've got the Holy Spirit inside of you, he is eternally teaching you things that are true. Being a witness for him is just simply sharing the truth and the love that he reveals to you with other people. Super simple, right? All right. Number four is this. First of all, just, just real quick, I want to, um, on this last one, being a witness, um, we, we were at a suicide coalition event that, that, that our church was a big part of putting on um, this, this last week. And Tina found herself in a conversation with another woman that was talking about her son that, that had been just caught up in some, in some addictions, some addictive uh, lifestyles. And so... This, this woman that Tina was talking with, she was saying things like, yeah, I hope he gets through it, but probably not. You know, and, and this and that. And she's, what, she's just discouraged. She's just a discouraged mom. You can't, you can't fault her for that. But after about the second time that she said something along those lines, Tina said, well, just, just, can I just share something just real quick? Tina just simply said, you know what? I used to talk like you're talking. And I want you to know something that I've learned. I've learned that there's power in the words that we speak and there's life and death in the tongue. And she said, I started to change the way that I spoke about certain things. And guess what? The results that I got were completely different. So I want you to say my son will, and he is going to, and, and, and she just took advantage of an opportunity to witness about the goodness of God. Something that she has seen God do in her life 
so that she can help this other woman in the situations that she's dealing with. Isn't that great? That is so great. Number four, and this is the last one, testify of Jesus. Somebody say, I am a living testimony. I want you to know this, that you can have confidence in your story. Your story. How many of you believe that you deserve to be saved? Like you, you qualify. Uh, well, I mean, of course you deserve it, but I'm telling you what, the grace that I have received is far greater than grace that I would have given myself. That's what I'm saying. So I don't deserve it, but I'm so grateful for it. You know, and this is the thing is, is allow that to breed a, an incredible confidence that if, if Jesus saved you, if he loved you so much and he was so gracious to you, some of you were really bad like me, then won't he do it for everybody else? Because he's not a respecter of persons. Like he doesn't love me more than he loves you. And if he did it for me, I allow that to breed a confidence, to build a confidence in me that, listen, he did it for me. He wants to do it for everybody else. And so that confidence comes through whenever I share the love of God. Come on, if he can win me, he can win anyone. And Acts says this, that there's a great harvest that is coming. And I'm just saying that I, I hope that stirs you up just a little bit. In the last days, it talks about all the things that are, that are going to happen. I believe that we're there. And I also believe that he hasn't returned yet because there's more that, that he wants to be saved. And this is how God works, John. God works like this. He works when one person shares with another. I'm not saying he's confined just to work that way. Moses had a burning bush experience. I have not. But he can certainly, he can certainly save somebody without, without the help of anybody else. But I'm telling you this, it seems like the majority of the time that he moves in and through and on somebody's heart, it's because somebody else was, was used by God. You know what I mean? To witness, to testify, to be used um, by him. And I just want you to know this, that this message is to challenge you to share the gospel of Jesus with greater confidence. And if you want to share the gospel with great confidence, you have to have complete confidence in the gospel. Right? And this is found in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. First to the Jew and then to the Gentile. Amen. So my challenge this morning is this. Be bold in your faith. Simple message, but yet one that, that, that is just as important today as it was the first, the first time it was introduced. Amen. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Teach them to observe the things that I've taught you. Baptize them. Amen. And, and, and oh, by the way, I'm with you always. I'm, I'm going to be there with you. Once again, you can't save anybody, but the power of the Holy Spirit using your words, your testimony, your faith, your obedience, your willingness, come on, will bring people from being lost to being found. Amen. And listen, listen, just real quick. You, you have people that you know, that you love, that need to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior. 
especially in this day. You know, people are are spun out and they're confused and they're trying to figure out what's right and what's wrong. Has, has anybody here noticed that you're having a hard time believing the things that you hear? It doesn't matter where it's coming from. Listen, let me tell you, we're living in a state and a world of confusion and a, and a world of lies. But I'm telling you what, Jesus is the way, he's the truth and the life. Amen. His word is true. You can count upon the word of the Lord. And so, so I want to encourage you. Be the light. Be the salt that your world needs. And God will use you. Come on, to, to shine light in those dark places. And the people that you love and care for, they will come to the saving grace of Jesus Christ because of your willingness, your obedience of just being used by the Lord. Amen. How cool is that? That God can use me to reach another. Maybe you're here this morning and you yourself, you're like, you know, that would be great. But, uh, but this message is just kind of, it's speaking to me. I feel like I need to respond. I need to receive Christ as my Lord and my personal savior. I need to ask God to forgive me of my sins. If he really will do that, I want that. And I'm telling you what, he will do that. He died so that you can live. And if you found yourself, you know, in here this morning and you're just a little bit frustrated with life and you've been searching for answers and, and the Lord has used this message to, to show you that he is real and that he's got a plan for your life, I want you to know that you can respond to that right now. The Bible says this, this is so simple, are you ready? If you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. And I'm telling you, just like this young man that I was talking to, you know what I mean? He, he was looking at a filter through yeah, life through a filter that was negative and it was just everything's broken and messed up. And then all of a sudden he gave, he said this prayer of receiving Christ. And then all of a sudden he opened his eyes and he saw life completely differently. That, my friend, can happen to you. And so just real quick, if you need to receive Jesus for the first time this morning, or if you need to, you know, just reprioritize him, maybe other things have just gotten in the way and you're just like, you know what? I want to rededicate my life this morning. I'm just going to ask you just real quick just to raise your hand. If you're in one of those two areas, you want to give your heart to Jesus for the first time or rededicate your heart to Jesus this morning, go ahead and raise your hand. Anybody? Everybody's good? Awesome right here. Thank you guys so much. I love that so much. Also in the very, very back. Awesome. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet, guys. I want every single person to pray this prayer with me. Simple but yet powerful. Amen. Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for loving me so well. God, right now I come before you and I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I am a sinner. Forgive me of those sins. I pray, Lord, that you lift this weightiness, this heaviness from me. And I pray, Lord, that you save me. This morning, Jesus, I give my heart to you. I believe that you are the only begotten son of the Father. And I believe that you died on a cross for me. Forgive me and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Let my life count. And if this message is true, God, which it is, 
I ask that you would use me to reach the people that I have influence with. Allow my life to count so that others may come to know you. Jesus, I love you and I thank you for saving me today. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. Let's go ahead and give the Lord just a hand clap this morning. Guys, it's an interesting time that we live in. Don't waste a day. You know what I mean? If you're in a, if you're in a difficult space, a dark place, come out from that place because there's a whole lot of work that needs to be done. Amen. There are people that are hanging in the balance waiting for you to share Jesus with them. And I encourage you as you live, as you live your life and you share it with other people, do so boldly in Jesus name. Amen. That's it for today's teaching. Hey, here's an idea. Share today's message with a friend or family member. If you're listening from outside our fellowship, we'd love to meet you. Visit graceid.org and hit the contact form to get in touch. We'd also love for you to join us. You can even check us out on Facebook Live by searching Facebook for Grace Church Rupert ID. Learn more and plug in at graceid.org. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Grace Community Church.